0: this week I am thrilled to introduce you to DK Warner, who is another like mind. We met through a virtual event and I quickly realized that he's got some powerful tools and I'm so excited he joined me to share these with you. You can take action just with what he shares through the course of our conversation and you can learn more about his powerful DK method and how it can help you relieve anxiety, move back from stress towards balance, and reconnect with your calmer, more peaceful self. Sit back, relax, as we both would recommend, and enjoy. Hey there, friends. Are you looking for tools to resolve stress? Reliable information to support your whole health? Tips to help you motivate yourself? And identify what motivation is fading before it happens, implementation, accountability, and someone to remind you to celebrate even the small successes, where you could find tools you can use and accountability in a community that cheers you on, where information about health trends and lifestyle is reliable and straightforward. I know that you have what it takes to uplevel your health habits and restore your resilience. You just might need a boost to start building momentum. I've designed a membership where you can choose the level of support you'd like to get every month, whether it's tuning in to connect with like-minded change makers or getting personalized support with one-on-one coaching to help you chart your path to success. Check out the link for the Velocity membership at happifiedlife.com. Special pre-launch pricing is now available for premium support, but you can jump in for free. If you just want to test the waters, I look forward to seeing you inside. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm so excited to share with you today a new connection that I knew immediately. We had a lot of things in common, and I'm really excited to share his insights and experience with you all. So, DK Warner is joining me. He is the author of three books on marketing, customer and client retention, and stress elimination. He's personally mentored over 200 executives and professionals, hosts the Center of Calmness podcast, and has been chosen to represent companies like Navistar, FMC, and Harsco. He loves empowering others to acknowledge the stress that holds them back, activate their own mind body mastery, and achieve potentially more success than ever before, literally saving students more than 10 year learning curve. DK, thank you so much for making time for me. I know you have a lot on your plate.
1: (laughs) It's been a busy day, but such a pleasure to be here with you Susie tonight. So thanks so much for the opportunity.
0: And I'd love to hear a little bit about how you were called from your very busy and successful career to add this extra component of addressing how people are showing up with stress in their lives.
1: To really answer your question, I need to take myself all the way back to when I was only two years old, uh, where I had an accident at that time, it was a bicycle accident, but something was triggered at that time, and it generated a, a chronic anxiety condition in me. That over time, I wouldn't say it grew, but it generated these panic responses, particularly in these out of control scenarios and vehicles, amusement parks for me, for example, were not amusing whatsoever. And this anxiety and this kind of panic mode, right, carried on, even though I could manage it. I was, like you said, very successful uh, through my educational aspect of my career, as well as on to my first few corporate assignments. But eventually I reached an assignment where that similar out of control feeling was actually in the office very toxic culture. I had just moved in from another division where I had a successful assignment into this new division where clearly I was not as welcome. It was a very strong pressure, right? It's a very toxic environment. I think a lot of folks out there would recognize and probably have experienced this themselves. But because of this underlying condition, which I'd been managing, I've been kind of suppressing this right for years. It came to the forefront, that whole panic response came into the work environment, And I was basically shut down. It was all I could do to to drag myself through each day of that assignment. All the joy was lost. Right. And I could see myself down spiraling in my career. I could see the energy being lost and nothing was, you know, tying together. The congruencies were gone. And so I needed to do something right. And I realized that I had enough presence of mind left to realize I needed to make a shift. And so I began looking for solutions at that point, both reaching back into former training that I've had, martial arts, meditation all the educational background that I had, and also reaching out to mentors. And what ended up happening was I ended up spending thousands of hours on specialized, if you will, instruction. And it wasn't so much that I just sat down in a classroom or had some one-on-one coaching saying, I need to fix my anxiety. I Just had that mental curiosity and that underlying need of I've got to find and start plugging in answers for this. And it was one day when I was just standing in the ocean, I was in Florida at the time, just standing in the ocean and I found out and I discovered that I could release that stress and that anxiety, just by grounding myself, you may be familiar with grounding as a practice. I didn't know what it was at the time, but I was doing grounding, right? I was actually executing that technique. And I just felt that whoosh of all that stress gone. That was my first exposure to the fact, or the, the actually, yes, the fact that I could actually do something about my inner peace myself, right? And so from there, I, I got very interested in, well, how could I replicate that? Well, it started out as frequent trips to the ocean, very practical, right? but not very practical <laughs> if you're now living in the ocean. I'm eventually moved away. I changed my corporate environment. I stayed in corporate America, but at a different company. And unfortunately, I found that a lot of companies had that similar toxic environment. So that really motivated me even more to continue this repair process that I needed for myself. And over time, I found that I could not only replicate that ocean experience, but I also found through continued mentorship and training that I could distill it into a process that I can teach someone in just 10 to 15 minutes time. And it was at that point that I reached an epiphany both for the first few clients that I taught as well as for myself, that this is a process that actually can be executed very quickly, any place, any time. And I realized I had something, there was a gift there. And from there it was the question of, well, how to fully implement and deploy this gift and, and get the chronic anxiety out of my life entirely. And then also how can I begin releasing this out to the world? That's incredible.
0: And I think that's a special gift. I love to take in information and kind of synthesize it and make it digestible for people. So I love that we share that superpower. I'm just going to flatter us by calling it that.
1: There you go. Um, (laughs) I, I think it is. There's a lot of folks out there. And truth be told, as an engineer, which is my background, engineers are great at this, right? They actually love and thrive in complexity and they don't mind talking in complexity. And most folks are like, what? (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I've been learning a lot, especially from more recent mentors that simplicity is much more powerful. There's just a couple of Joel Bauer, I'll just mention his name and also Ken Krell. They have this simplicity method, right? Where they break it down into three steps, five steps. And also it's not just the number of steps, but it's how those steps fit together and how each concept is self-contained, but also integrated and say at the same time. And there's just a beauty to that, that I've enjoyed having the opportunity to learn and implement into this stress reduction system.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a real art. And I'm sure throughout your life, working with this and suppressing your anxiety, as you were saying, you know, that might've been a big reason why you went into the martial arts and perhaps studied meditation before it was cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Before everybody was at least thinking about, or if not working on it personally. Right.
0: And I think, too, I mean, perhaps you experienced in your childhood to be having this experience with anxiety. Did you know anyone else who was having this kind of experience? It wasn't as prevalent when we were young as it is now.
1: What's interesting is that I I have no idea how prevalent it may have been when I was growing up, because at the time, I didn't think of it as anxiety. I was just always under stress, under tension, right? I would go through high school. And as a teenager, I thought, well, you know, maybe just the teenager phase is just tough. And maybe that constant drive to find yourself and find your personality and your path in life is just something that's just going to stress you out. That's how I thought of it. And it's only after I was able to clear the anxiety that now I can see it in others. So honestly, I'm not sure back then if it was prevalent, perhaps it was and just didn't have a name. But now, of course, it's very popular to talk about it, which helps to bring it to the forefront. And actually, that's the first plank of my own system is simply to acknowledge the stress that we're carrying, whether it's anxiety-based or whether it's just being overwhelmed or perhaps even depressed, those energies have different ways of expressing themselves. But that's the key. If you're not willing to acknowledge it, then it's very difficult to do much about it.
0: Yes. And it can come from so many different sources too. I mean, I've been very blessed. I've not dealt with anxiety myself, but there are people in my family who have had issues and other practitioners who I've worked with and so I've heard their stories and it sounds like such a gripping experience when you have a real anxiety attack and it can come from so many different sources, from a traumatic experience, from an injury, or just experiencing trauma, even seeing an experience or, you know, through health imbalances. I think that nutrition or to some degree, the toxins in our environment can help people be predisposed or more susceptible to having these kind of triggering events and suffering anxiety. So- It can come from so many different directions and it can look differently for different people. So that's really fascinating that in your experience, it was normal until it wasn't bearable
1: anymore. That's pretty much how it was, right? Where stress for me was a concept, right? Perhaps a label, but to equate the tension I felt internally with a stress and particularly a stress that can be eliminated was an epiphany for me. That happened much later in the development You know, as I reached the end of and and also met other folks that have been working, you know, like yourself, that have been working on solutions for this to realize, well, it's not only possible, but it's probable with the right solution, with the right sequence to actually have a permanent solution for this. And of course, that was confirmed by what I would call my first green day. My group and I would talk about red, yellow, green, red being the high stress state, you know, perhaps you've had a difficult day at work. And I still work in a corporate environment. So those difficult days often come, right? It might just be a difficult moment or a person who's angry, which happens a lot in companies as things are constantly in flux, especially these days. Mm -hmm. Or perhaps you're taking care of your parents, right? As they age, and that's becoming more prevalent in, in folks that are, say, perhaps a little bit older than me, and then onward, perhaps another 10 years where suddenly they have new burdens, new responsibilities, and folks they used to count on now count on them. And perhaps they're not having a great day and taking it out on you that might trigger some disparities right so like you said those events come up from all different sources and then it's just a matter of how to maintain our own level of inner peace the methodologies that we teach
0: so i love that and yeah we've got to dig into a little bit of your system we don't need to give everything away of course (laughs) people can join your group and really learn more about it but bringing that awareness and finding a way to get objective, I think is really powerful in helping ourselves take control of stress when it shows up and mindset and changing our mindset, taking a more empowered approach to stress is one of the primary things that I do when I'm working with people too. So I love this concept of gauging the day and then rating that. So it's red, yellow, or green
1: absolutely right so a red day would be the day that say you're taking care of an elderly parent or an elderly family member and and they just unload on you right perhaps they've had a bad day themselves and they've decided that uh, you're going to know about it so then you're you're absorbing all this stuff and your heart's palpitating and you're full of tension and you're snapping at everybody super frustrated and angry that would be a red day right now on, in contrast a green day is kind of like this water behind me it's just calm cool collected that's actually why i use this background it's, it's a representation of calmness if you're feeling kind of like this, where you don't have a care in the world, not that we're not caring, but there's nothing that is activating our stress level, then that's a green. And so, yeah. And for me, as someone who had suffered anxiety in the past, what's the key is how do you feel in the morning, right? When you get up for the first, those first few minutes before you really have anything that would concern you that would appear in that day is how is your baseline stress level appearing or feeling to you, right? And it was that first day when I woke up and I didn't have that yellow to red state immediately upon waking that I realized there's been a permanent shift here.
0: That's a real eureka moment, right? Yeah. That's the yeah. magic.
1: Exactly. And then once you realize that that's occurred, and then you learn a little bit more about how anxiety, how stress, how depression work, you realize that if you can have the moment once, you can have it again.
0: Yes. And then the chase is on. (laughs) That's
1: right. Yeah. And then it's how do you find your way to that, what I call that center of calmness.
0: Beautiful. And just like the picture of the waves behind you, that image, the center of calmness, right? Like it's kind of moving yourself into the bullseye and working on a sliding scale. You know, you can be moving towards it. It's not an all win or an all loss of a day. You know, it's all.
1: Definitely. And definitely what's really neat about, I don't know a lot about the methodologies that you teach. And I hope to learn about those soon. What, what I teach actually involves improving in layers, right? So like that bullseye approach is very apropos, right? Where if you're all the way out in the outer ring, you can still make an improvement just by moving one ring in. And that's still a measurable and a palpable response that actually will lower your cortisol levels and really improve your outlook on that day as well as on your life. Right. And then it's a matter of once you've been able to reach that first ring, then what will it take to get to the next? until you reach that bullseye. And then and then we're learning about how to stay pretty close to that bullseye. So even as life kind of kicks us out, we can find a way to get back in very quickly.
0: Yes, I'm definitely a big fan of kind of recognizing working through the layers, as well as recognizing our progress, right? So that's a great image or analogy in terms of, you know, we might not be at the goal we're aiming for, but if we can recognize we've made progress over yesterday, that's something to celebrate, you know, and I think we do tend to be really goal oriented and not want to reward ourselves until we've reached the ultimate goal, the green day. But if we've moved ourselves from red to yellow, then that's an opportunity to gauge that and celebrate it.
1: hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Because red, that's an emergency state, right? That's cortisol flowing through the bloodstream all the time and causing damage in the body. So simply maintaining an average red down to an average yellow, that's huge. And even though it's still kind of uncomfortable, as, a, as someone who had lived at red for a long time, living at yellow is so much better.
0: Yes, exactly. So tell us a little bit, if you will, about some of the exercises that you recommend perhaps, or is it a mindset shift? Because there's some quick changes, but then there's some practice that goes into this too, I'm sure.
1: What's really cool is as I share my technique, a lot of folks liken it to like a named technique like Pilates, right? Where Pilates is a system. But if you look at Pilates core, and I don't teach Pilates, but if you look at the Pilates core, there's really a short exercise at the middle that describes that is the system that Dr. Joseph Pilates, I think his name is, came up with, right? And my system works much the same way where I have a collection of techniques that help in various applications and situations, but there's a core sequence that I teach everybody and in each group meeting that I have, we go through what I call a workout. So 10 to 15 minutes, we'll go through some fast interval training, especially as students get more advanced, but throughout we do a 15 minute, what I call the full sequence. And I'll just give you a quick tour through what that is, right? It starts out with the basic, right? Which is a meditative body relaxation, very familiar to most people. And that's unfortunately where most people stop, right? They go, well, I need to relax. Okay, so I can learn how to relax. And a lot of folks rely on external factors to relax, right? They need to take a drink or they need to take a nutraceutical or something like that. And that's fine, right? That, these techniques are all additive. But my method involves the just to act almost like the yoga method of just allowing those muscles to expand and relax from an internal standpoint, which leaves you in full control rather than relying on something external, right? And then from there, we go to the next two phases of calmness, right? So now you've reached a body calmness. Now we focus on the emotional center at the gut, right? So now we're actually working on the gut brain and first analyzing and observing what's there and then driving that intention of calmness down to bring the color specific to that point down from red to green, right? You'd be amazed at how many folks seem to be completely calm, cool, and collected. And when I take them through the sequence, they say, well, actually I was at a red emotionally, right? And it took quite a long time to find my way to the green. So we, a lot of us harbor that emotional disturbance, right? The turmoil or the high surf, if you will, I use water as as an analogy. The high surf can just be in your emotional center and your body might feel fully relaxed, but you're still harboring a lot of that excess energy and tension. From there, we'll actually go up to the mind and apply the same approach. So the thought energy. So for, for somebody who's maybe highly distracted, their mind is jumping from thought to thought to thought, and there's a lot of energy toward Who knows what right it might not be productively focused or it might be and it's a matter of assessing how is that thought energy is it calm collected with a clear mind or is it distracted raging red and the same color scale applies there right and we apply the same intention to bring the mind from red to green and then you've got what i call three points of calmness at that point you've got the muscles you've got the emotions and the thoughts and the thought mind all put together And then we have a couple of advanced techniques from there that really do the deep inner work Uh, because this is not just a matter of achieving calmness in a difficult situation. It's also the part of this that's really of interest is shifting those, what I call those, the heavy gears, right? If if you can imagine a, a huge machine, like maybe that would have been in an old, like a power utility like wheelhouse or something where there's this massive gear that you couldn't possibly turn yourself. Well, through this method, by activating this calmness skill, you actually reach a point where you can start turning that gear and then you could begin shifting your base stress level in little increments by continued practice, including a couple of techniques that I haven't shared here. But the sequence with two more steps, in addition to what I've already shared, gives you the opportunity to shift that gear. And over time, that's what generates that green day and bringing that base level from average red to average green.
0: I love it. And so this centering exercise, taking yourself from red to green in the three different aspects is, I'll geek out on that in just a second, but it's sure. it's like changing the lever, right? If you just tried to shift yourself without going through this tuning in and awareness practice, like you say, it's a beautiful analogy, it would be nearly impossible, but as you apply the lever, you can make change more easily and then more quickly over time. And I think it's so important. This is what I really love about this process that you've put together. In what I see in working with people is that there's so much input that we take in and so much we try to do, we have lost the ability to communicate with ourselves. And I've told clients, I don't even know how many times I should get nickels. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Your body sends you messages. And if you don't take in the messages, it starts issuing demands. Definitely. Right? It starts out with requests, but we get so busy and so caught up and I don't have time for that. I can't eat a balanced meal. I can't get the sleep that my body needs. All of these really basic things that help us come back to balance. Our bodies are so beautifully designed to be in a balanced state if we acknowledge our needs. And as soon as we put the mute button and say, "No, no, I don't have time for that." You're going to get benched. <laughs> like it becomes not an option. And so I love that that Your process is so about tuning into those messages because like you say, you know, some of this is just making a shift. Once we start recognizing what it means when our body does something, then we can honor that and meet that and get back to what we want to be doing instead of getting sidelined when it's never at a good time.
1: Absolutely. And I think there's a key factor that you're highlighting there, Susie, and and that is the principle of accumulation, right? Right. Stress isn't a day-by-day scenario, it's a lifetime scenario, right? And the fact that our mind is very strong and the memories are powerful, and we actually, as I understand it, the way the mind works, we never really lose a memory. We might lose touch of it, but it's always still there. It's just a matter of when it's going to be triggered and when it'll it'll come to the forefront. And that's how anxiety triggers work, actually, or depression triggers, or if, if suddenly you find yourself unusually overwhelmed, you don't know why, that's because something subconsciously was triggered that's now holding you back perhaps there was a failure scenario in the past that now you're reliving and you don't even know it right and it's that accumulation that needs to be cleared and that also works as well for choices of food right as well as choice of lifestyle i was talking with the natural path frequently over the past few weeks about the need for sleep and so so many of us and especially in high performance environments those that want to achieve more always right which is definitely in my case i'm always looking for the edge looking to achieve more that sleep is one of the things I give up, right? I'm saying, well, okay, I can, I know I need eight hours, but I'm going to be okay with five or six. And well, that, that's an obvious way that debt can build up over time. And then, like you said, the, the body and the mind start pushing back. And then it's a matter of having the clarity to realize that you're actually significantly harming your ability to do anything by not applying that self care up front.
0: Yes, exactly. And I think. Yes, so many people underestimate the value of sleep. If we understood, and we still don't even scientifically understand everything that sleep does for us, and it's fascinating as more and more information comes out. But if we don't take that time, and it's this myth that we get caught up in, right? I don't have five minutes a day to meditate, I don't have 15 minutes a day to shift my stress and anxiety. I need to get to work. We don't recognize how unfocused we are, how much our productivity is affected, how much we could change our ability to show up and perform, to serve at work, to provide for the people that we love, the people that matter in our lives. And that's something too, I've done some looking into and working with burnout in this last year. You know, we don't let the cracks show at work until it's really beyond our control But where it starts to show up is in our relationships with our family, right? Because those people that love us are not to say, I mean, they shouldn't get the short end of the stick because they're the safe ones, but that's where it starts to show up. And so giving ourselves permission, if that's what we're looking for, permission granted (laughs) to take the time (laughs) to get centered, to recognize what we need. And if that's, I think perhaps in your group, people incorporate this practice first thing in the morning, I definitely think getting a gauge of the day or your state of mind first thing in the morning is fundamental because the influence starts coming in right away. But I love to encourage people to look for a way to take a break even during the lunch hour, take five minutes to get outside, you know, or five minutes of mindful breathing. And have that reset because it brings around so much more focus and productivity in the afternoon. And we tend to think, no, I got to work through lunch. I'm eating with sandwich in one hand and typing on the other. And this is how I get more done. If we give ourselves that chance, we might just surprise ourselves.
1: Exactly. That's such a healthy practice. Fresh air in general is so necessary. And I think most of us sadly cut ourselves off from that, that almost infinite resource from a human standpoint. So yeah, like you say, five minutes can totally shift your day. Uh, Just being out in the sunlight, especially at the noon hour, perhaps even maybe eating a little less and just taking in some more of that fresh air and then getting a different kind of nutrition that we so need. And like you say, the breathing and breathing is heavy in my system as well as as a core technique. I have noticed that folks can go through the sequence without paying much attention to their breathing, but it's so much more powerful if you add the diaphragm breath to it.
0: Yes. And even I, and I know these things and I work with a breathwork practitioner, probably not as frequently as I should, but it's really supportive. But now and then when I check in on my breathing, it's almost like my diaphragm is creaking, right? Like this underutilized muscle, because we do, we get so caught up in the chest. And I was telling you before we started our conversation, I have done body work. And so This tension that we carry in our necks, a lot of people breathe by lifting our rib cage rather than by dropping our diaphragm. And that leads to a lot of this neck and shoulder tension. So we don't even realize how we're accommodating until we start to drop, we work through the layers and drop some of the stress.
1: Isn't that amazing that for someone who's breathing like that, and I honestly, I used to breathe like that, right? So I learned diaphragm breathing. It's also interesting that the diaphragm breathing is natural, but we forget it from one, the time when we're babies until something happens when we're preteens or something where we shift the chest breathing. My point, though, is that if you're breathing with expanding the rib cage and bringing in air that way, you're actually creating a stress response with every breath. And that's a, a, a bit of a scary thought, actually. And it's a, definitely a motivation to consider. Even if you just take a few diaphragm breaths a day, just to start incorporating that and getting more comfortable with that practice. I think, honestly, my reflexes probably are still for chest breathing, but I switch that over to diaphragm as often as possible.
0: Yeah. And just like, you know, your mindfulness practice and everything else, as you're in the habit of using it, it comes to you more easily, more frequently. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Creates a secondary habit, which is the whole point of calmness. If you have ever experienced a center of calmness, it can completely replace what most of us are used to, which is a center of stress. And I think that's a real thing, right? Where it's not just a cute way to say it, but I formerly drove everything that I did from stress. What is stressing me out the most? I'm going to go work on that, right? And that means I'm working from a center of stress is really how it is, right? And when you replace that with the calmness, now you can open your mind up. It's more clear and you can be a lot more intentional about the choices you're making.
0: Yeah, I think we can become adrenaline junkies to a degree just from, you know, answering all the demands at work, answering every email notification and text message, you know, like it bouncing from one Zoom meeting to the next, you know, you start operating in that level and think that's normal.
1: Absolutely. And it is normal, honestly, for a lot of folks. I think if you did a survey pick any big company that has more than 10,000 people working in it, and if the respondents were honest about how they were really driving their life, It's mostly driven by stress, right? It starts with family life when you get up in the morning and doesn't end until everybody's in bed for the night. And then the cycle repeats itself the next day. So I think it's so important to have a solution or perhaps a series of solutions for that. And then at least you have a chance to take that accumulation down a bit, and then you have a much better chance to get ahead of it then.
0: Yes, exactly. Awareness. Awareness is so much of it. I love that. I love that that's very forward and in the work that you do. So how can people find you, learn more about your work or your group?
1: I actually have a group on Facebook. It's called The DK Method, Stressed to Success. And perhaps we need to insert some links, perhaps below this, however, this will be broadcast. We can throw some links there. I also have a webinar that I do occasionally, and I will have to give you a link for that. It's a bit too long to say over the air, but I do, I have a webinar, what I would call an op- a registration page, if you will that describes kind of at a high level, how the system works, all three phases, acknowledge, activate, achieve, with an invitation to join me for, it's about an hour and 15-minute webinar. I'm doing this at this time once or twice a month, uh, depending on other demands. If I have a lot of speaking opportunities, it might fall back a little bit, but also based on interest. As folks come in and register for that webinar, then I'll pull the date up a little bit and we'll get that on the calendar quickly. So yeah, it's so much fun. In that webinar, I actually take people through the workout. So it, please don't think of it as an academic exercise to just learn about the system. We actually, for me, this system is only really understood when you experience it for yourself. I can, I can talk to them blue in the face about how it works, but as we go through it, just 10 to 15 minutes later, then folks really begin to connect with the power and the opportunity of utilizing the DK method.
0: In just 10 to 15 minutes. That's all it takes. We deserve that. We deserve that kind of self-care and making ourselves a priority.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And the beauty of the workout is, as folks that, who actually lean in and invest in, in the system that I offer, where we have what I call the stressed to success program, it's more than possible, it's probable that that time frame actually shrinks. So 15 minutes, 10 minutes becomes five minutes, three, and then we can apply elements of the technique, perhaps not the entire sequence, but we can apply elements of the technique in public, in meetings, whenever we run across a stressful situation, say something that triggers just the emotional energy, right? And sends us into a red state immediately. Perhaps it's triggering an old memory or some kind of learned response. It's possible. And not only possible, but I do this frequently where I will just apply the emotional relaxation, the emotional calmness element of the sequence in isolation and take that red down to a green as I'm sitting in front of somebody. Right. So it's possible to do this in real time where it takes almost no time, where you don't have to reserve time for meditation it becomes part of your life.
0: That's beautiful. It becomes kind of your secret weapon. You know, you exactly. have this tool and that's something else that I share with people, too. And through the practice of meditation, like it becomes more easy over time to bring yourself back to that mind. I'm sure. I think that it's part of that neuroplasticity, right? As our brain recognizes this is a state we want to come back to, it's making those pathways stronger so we can drop back into it.
1: Absolutely. And I'm very glad and thankful for neuroplasticity (laughs) because really that's the (laughs) phenomenon that I'm leveraging, right? The fact that we can change everything about ourselves and the whole science of epigenetics and all that is just super fascinating. And if you take that concept all the way to its conclusion, you can almost re-engineer everything about yourself. Given a strong enough intention, it's just huge.
0: It really is. It really is. This is a really exciting time to be tuning ourselves up in. And I thought over and over to myself. So, when I was studying five years ago, anatomy, physiology, you know, all of this that I didn't care about science when I was younger, I wasn't a science person. Right. But as I was studying and would recognize or hear what they've found in the last 20 years. I'm like, well, that's why I didn't care 20 years ago. I would have had to start all over. (laughs) Uh, Right. (laughs) But it's tremendous how much, I mean, 50 years ago, we didn't think we could learn anything after what? Adolescence or, or, you know, improve our brain capacity, right? We thought we were programmed and set. And now we realize this neuroplasticity can serve us and we can have amazing recovery well into our later years.
1: So, So I mean, if not infinitely, like you say. Yeah, it seems almost endless, but it does require commitment and a bit of effort, especially if I don't want to, uh, to to give the wrong impression that if you're 80 years old and you're struggling with memory issues, that suddenly you can just turn a switch and reverse that. It, it takes a commitment. I mean, you mentioned diet earlier. It takes a careful diet and a careful management at that point to begin unwinding decades of accumulation. And that's the key, right? If The earlier we get to that accumulation and reverse it, the less of an impact and the easier it is to recover and and really regain the state for which we were designed to be.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You're singing my song. We can almost be lazy. If we start early before there's a real big situation that we have to have a course correction and we just start making little changes and build on those, we can have a huge impact in where we end up and not have to alter our lifestyle. We get to keep doing everything that we love doing.
1: Absolutely. That's the key, right, is is to build, in my mind anyway, to build these practices in so they strengthen our life rather than replacing it.
0: Yes. I'm so excited we got to get together today. Is there anything else you want to share before we go?
1: I think I would just invite folks to, um, if they would like to lean in and go a little deeper with this, we do all that at uh, my upcoming webinar, which I think the next one is just, just, I'm not sure exactly when this might be seen, so I don't want to actually state a date. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but likely it's just a couple weeks away from whenever you're viewing this. So I do recommend that folks uh, register, just take it in. It's completely free. And as long as you're willing to devote an hour to improving your own ability to self-care and find that center of calmness for yourself, I really recommend that everyone out there uh, consider at least attending once seeing what it's all about.
0: Exactly. Come away with an exercise that can only help you. And just as you were saying before, you know, we've been operating under such a consistent level of stress. Attending that webinar might just be a real eye-opener in how much you can start to shift and put down the stress, give yourself a little bit of a reprieve, make you thirsty for a lot more. So
1: And yeah, yeah, If I could reach just one you. person out there and help them find their way to their own center of calmness, that would really touch my heart greatly. So it's so great to have the opportunity to be doing this work and to be supporting and helping as many folks as I can reach.
0: Beautiful. I'm glad to introduce you to my audience and I hope we get to collaborate on some projects in the future. I think we're definitely aligned.
1: I very much look forward to that. Thanks so much.
0: Awesome. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you Susie, appreciate it once again.
0: Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit HappifiedLife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining.